Hi everyone, Noor Tagori here, and you're listening to In Progress, An Imperfect Journey Navigated. And this podcast is presented by Girlboss Radio in partnership with Toomey. So, over the course of 10 episodes, we will be going on a journey together. We'll be deep diving with the best and the brightest female founders, entrepreneurs, and creatives out there, and offering you the motivation you need to transition from where you are to where you want to be. These brilliant women, and I mean brilliant, will be dishing out real-world advice for self-development on the go so you can dare to change direction and so you can live a more fulfilling and productive life. You know, the life you deserve. Let's go. Today, we're talking about productivity hacks. This is something that I have had total ups and downs with just being productive and maximizing on your time. You know, sometimes I'll have like a day where I get 110 things done and I feel amazing at the end of the day. And some days I get two things done and I'm just like, what happened with the 24 hours I thought I had? So this is really important to me because I want to know you know, what are some other people's secrets when it comes to how they stay productive? And we have an incredible guest here today who is pretty close to Girl Boss already, and you'll hear a little bit more about that shortly. But I want to introduce to you Zerna Surti. She is the founder and editor in chief of Tonal Journal, an independent annual book series celebrating women of color. Shout out to women of color. She also owns Tonal Studios, an LA-based creative studio. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So first, tell us a little bit about how you have close ties to Girl Boss. I mean, I was in it. I was, um, so I actually used to work at Nasty Gal years ago, um, and I started as an office temp. And actually, the clipboard that I brought with me today, I sound like such a nerd. I brought a clipboard. Her clipboard is like striped and looks super vintage and is really pretty. It's from Target. But so I went in to get this job at Nasty Gal um, and I brought this clipboard and the office manager was like, I hired you because you looked really professional with your clipboard. So no. I decided to do a full situation and bring it back. Um, <laughs> Wait, is that really why? Seriously. That's so funny. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I was a temp there. I was a copywriter for a bit and I like slowly worked my way up to managing editor um, and when Girl Boss came out, I actually wrote a ton of the copy for all like the marketing emails, wrote an interview with Sophia for our blog back in the day, just like everything. I was in it. That's amazing. I have a signed copy from Sophia, which has, um, she drew a little booger in her nose in the cover. That's probably worth a lot of money right now. I would, I would say like, you should keep that forever. I'm going to. It's a good one. (laughs) Um, So you went from Nasty Gal and now you have your own business. And that transition, I think, from having a full-time job to whether it's freelancing or basically just starting your own empire is a transition because you go from having a boss and having deadlines and, and having things that help you be productive because you have to be to being responsible for your own time and productivity. And I'm saying this because like, I know that feeling I'm kind of in that same transition right now. And I know how hard it is sometimes to like wake up early and hold yourself accountable for every single minute of the day. And whether or not you have a full-time job or you are freelancing or you are in transition, 
it's always good to learn how to hold yourself accountable for that time. So what was that transition like for you just starting out? Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, you're, you're so trained to think that, okay, a nine to five job, this is exactly when you work and maybe you're working over and, and you're taught these traditional hours. So when I really first started freelancing full-time, I was just so distracted because suddenly I could do all of these things that I used to on the weekend, just anytime. So, um, you know, I was joking, but like, I I thought I needed to totally redesign my apartment and do all of these things. And so (laughs) what you have to do is like figure out how to work outside of a traditional schedule. And for me, that was really like establishing a routine, figuring out when I was going to work, what my most productive hours are, because mine actually aren't nine to five. What are your most productive hours? 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. And I think like just working when the world is a little bit more quiet, because sometimes when you start working, you know, for me at a nine or a 930, you start like tackling like emails are coming in and they're going out and and suddenly you're just playing catch up. So to me, starting to work really early, makes me feel like I'm getting ahead of my day really well. What would you say to people, though, who do struggle with waking up early and wanting to start the day? Because as much as I kind, I feel like we're kind of focusing on that right now. I just know personally how much that changes your motivation and essentially your life. Like most successful people are starting their day before 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like finding your peak hours. So like my art director for Tonal, her peak hours are absolutely between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. She loves working super late. She's great at it. Like that is when she works. So I think it's figuring out when your mind feels the most creative. Because I think Mm. you really do have a peak of three to four hours in the day that you're working the hardest. Like you really do have to find that time that really works for you that you can really dig in and not be really distracted. And I think that's usually early in the morning or late at night because middle of day is just distracting. So essentially when the world is a little bit more quiet, that, yeah. And for you, what did it, what is it like when your creativity juices are flowing? How does that kind of come out in the work that you're producing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like sometimes I really have to have on my creativity hat, which is where I always want to be. But then you also have to do like all the small business mm. logistical stuff. So I have to really map out my day and the times that I can really dive in and be really creative and be in brainstorms and be on photo shoots and be doing all of those fun things. Um, but that part comes a little bit more naturally than the logistical part that I definitely have to schedule. So if it's like invoices or contracts or legal or things like that, that is what I really have to figure out how to schedule into my day. And what's the hardest part about that for you? Just being able to stay on top of making sure you get, you're getting those things done. I just think that they're more boring. So (laughs) like, you know, it's tax, it's keeping up with your taxes, all these things that are really, really, really important. And I've really learned the importance of those. So I like to get those out of the way earlier in the day. Like those are the tasks that I like to just get out of the way and complete. What are your must haves in your day that contribute to maximizing on the 24 hours you have? I think balance is a huge part of it. So figuring out, you know, I really like to start my day by looking at my schedule, figuring out everything that I have going on and how I'm going to structure my day. Because when you're dealing with multiple clients and, you know, my book and all these different things, I really do have to structure it because I always say I'm a reform multitasker. (laughs) Like I used to always do 10 things at once, Mm -hmm. but now I've realized 
that I have to give them all separate pieces of attention. And I'll just go all in on one for a while, be done with it, move out. All in on the other, move out. How have you, how do you feel like that helped or didn't help in your transition of being independent in the work that you're doing? Yeah, I think it helped a lot because I was really respecting and engaging in the work every time. So it's it's really difficult to just continuously be switching your mindsets in between different projects. And I think if you like really engage and respect one project, it just makes your life so much easier. And like get through the one task and move on. Like I'm a big list maker and I just love crossing things off. It's- that is, oh my gosh, we're, you're like speaking my language right now. That it, I will go out of my way to put things on my to-do list that I've already done. Totally. Just to cross them off. Me too. I'll write them down. Like, and it just and makes just- you feel so, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I did like five things today. I brushed my teeth today. I can do anything. Totally. I'll put everything on there. Like I like to make a long, long list because that like just but finishing a task, like looking at the list, picking a task, finishing it and crossing it off is a real sense of accomplishment. Whereas I think a lot of times when people have full-time jobs, they feel accomplished in working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. That is the accomplishment. But when you're freelance, it's really task-based. So like you need to, it's not about just like getting through the day. It's really about like, what am I accomplishing? But even when you are working a full-time job, I think that you just appreciate yourself way more when you list out all of the tasks that you got done. Because there are always like these little in-between tasks that pop up that you that you go ahead and do and then you don't even think about it again for the rest of the day and by the end of the day you're just like okay wait what did I do today Mm -hmm. and being able to look at a list of like 25 things that you did and cross all of those out just is so rewarding and it motivates you to kind of continue that yeah what does your to-do list and schedule look like what do you use so it depends I always love like a notebook and a pen I really do I do not love a notebook and a pen when it comes to calendars. That needs to be in the Google calendar. I've learned. We need those alerts. (laughs) I need need an alert. If it's not in the calendar, it's not happening. Um, But I love making a list, but I also love um, Asana is really great. Asana? Yeah, it's a really great um, tool because you can make lists. They can be collaborative. You can set deadlines. Wait, how do you spell this? It's A-S-A-N-A. And it's free. Asana. It's an app. Yeah, it's also like a website. Oh, it's a website. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, But... It's just great because you can split it up into sections. You can add team members. You can add deadlines. You can add notes. It's just super helpful. How long have you been using that? Years. I think I probably discovered it in Nasty Gal. Really? Yeah. And how do you feel like that helped versus whatever you were using before? Yeah, it helps me with to-do lists when I'm working with larger teams. So for a lot of projects on, like, let's say when we're working on Tonal Journal, we will list out, okay, this is a story. This is everything that needs to be done for that story. This is who it's assigned to, and this is when it needs to be done by. So everyone has a lot of visibility into, you know, when are the written pieces coming through? When are we going to see the photos? When will they be um, color corrected? All of that good stuff. So it gives the whole team a ton of visibility into everyone else's to-do list. Wow. What do you do for yourself that allows you to be productive daily? I think setting the foundation for my day, I know I've like mentioned that, but it's, that is so, so important to me. It's like, I, my days are usually really different. So like- Freelance life. Right, freelance life. So you you really have to find structure in certain pieces of it. 
So like yesterday was all client meetings. Today is like, you know, doing something really fun like this. Tomorrow I'm traveling all day. But what I do have is those few hours in the morning that I dedicate to being really, really regimented and following very specific rituals. Mm. Um, So I think it's a blend of like self-care, which is actually a word I hated until like a month ago. Um, (laughs) Why did you hate it? Because I just always thought it was for women that like wore linen and went to the farmer's market and had like 20 plants. And now what is it? Now it's just like what I do for myself every day that makes me feel really good. That's really focused on me and bettering myself. Um, And it doesn't have to be yoga. I mean, it can. (laughs) Wait, okay. So what is it? So what are your like rituals in the morning that keep you sane basically? Totally. So I wake up. I'm so down for the lemon water life Mm. um, and a coffee. And I read for like 15 to 20 minutes. Like I'm an editor and a writer at like the core of my being. So I need to read. And I was really having trouble scheduling that into my day because you don't just. Oh my gosh, you're talking to my soul right, right? now. Like you need to read. I need to, I, I like I, my soul really needs that. And I feel really lost when I don't have those things. All right, you guys, time for a quick break to talk about our friends at Toomey. They're the ones we created this in progress podcast with. Tumi just launched a gorgeous new line of handbags. They're known, of course, for their super sophisticated luggage, and these bags have that same luxurious, effortless aesthetic, but they're made to live alongside you every day, coming with you no matter where your journey takes you. There are tons of gorgeous styles to choose from, whether you're in search of a bold and iconic leather bag or a lightweight, adaptable nylon number. Check them out at www.tumi.com. Did you ever feel like with social media and the internet and everything else, like just kind of taking your attention away that it just made it harder to sit and read? A hundred percent. Okay. So I'm not the only one. No, the phone doesn't get to come with me like right at the beginning. And I still struggle. Like there's so many people that I listen to to that are like, no phones first hour of the day. Mm. I'm not that person yet. I would love to be. You want to be that person? I would love to because I'm also like, I'm not the biggest social media, like I'm not super active, mm. um, but I do like try to keep up because I think to a certain extent it is really good for for the platform that I'm building. Of course. Um, but I really want to be, that's one of my goals for sure. But I do put it away when I'm reading because my family lives in Nashville and mm. I also have a lot of family on the East Coast. So they're two to three hours ahead. So they tend to like really get it moving in the morning. Um, but now I've trained them also. I know that I probably won't respond to like 7 a.m., 7, 15 uh, so California like time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but I do that. I do like I read. Um, and that's after that, I try to get in a workout or a quick run. Um, and then I make sure to, this sounds so silly actually, but to take a shower and get ready because when you're a freelancer, it's very easy to live the pajama life. Um, Do you get totally ready as if you're going into an office? I mean, no, like I won't wear makeup unless I'm going somewhere. Oh yeah, I don't. Like, yeah, I'm actually not very good at makeup thing. anyway, so it's just a... I'm very much like I won't wear makeup unless yeah. I need to. And other than that, my skin has... But my skin has been great lately. Right? Because you can do so many masks. Oh my gosh. The most mask masks. life. Totally. <laughs> but yeah, I try to put on like normal clothing. So I think it's really easy um, when you do like have an office out of your home to just yeah. like really fall into a certain trap. Of That's not silly that. at all, by yeah. the way. It, I, it's like, really real. It's so real. And my husband also like works 
from home sometimes. And so when I'm not, like when I'm in my pajamas and he's like, he'll be fully dressed even though he's working on the kit, like at the kitchen table and he'll be like, you need to go put some, like, you, cause that's the only way my mind is going to like be 110% work mode and not, I can go lay down on the couch if I want right now. Yeah. And it just makes me feel way more in my day. Absolutely. Because like I have my desk, I sit at it, I work there and it just, I actually had to create a, wor- a specific workspace because I realized that for me, I really needed that. What does your workspace look like? It's a desk and a <laughs> and a computer. No, it's like I, I have it curated to fit like the rest of my apartment, but it is inspiring. I have pieces of art that inspire me. Mm. Um, I have books that inspire me. Um, it, it is a place that I created that feels really good. But it's still, it's like in a part of my living room. You know, I live in an apartment in Silver Lake. So it's it's small. You don't have to have a lot of space. But for me, I need that dedicated workspace because like working on the couch just doesn't, I I don't reach fullest productivity levels there. Working on the couch and working on your bed, I feel like are two things that don't help with productivity. And I remember hearing this somewhere, but it was like your bed should be the place that you look forward to going. Mm -hmm. Like when you're getting ready to sleep, if you're working out of your bed, you're just not never going to like be giving 110% to the work that you're doing because you don't have that place that you're looking forward to being. It's so true. I make my bed and I close the door. Ooh, that's smart. But I did not do that when I first started freelancing. So I'm not out here like trying to front on everyone. Like, But <laughs> the that's the best day, part because right. you're teaching all of yeah. us like, hey, it's okay. It's tempting. Like, it's maybe okay you if should. your bedroom door is open. Maybe you should for like the first week, like just enjoy <laughs> it, just sit into it. But then it's like, okay, got to get it together. But yeah, now I make my bed and I just close that door mm. and I don't go in my bedroom during the day unless, you know, whatever, I need something. But it's, for me, that was really important because you do have to separate your life. Yeah. And when you're working and starting your own business, it's really hard to separate so that the moments in which you can, like little things like that, I think can really help. Totally. What about when you're in like a really busy transition period of your life? What are your go-to time-saving techniques? Um, I've learned the art of delegation. Um. (laughs) And you're saying that like as if someone's pulling it through your teeth because you seem like someone who wasn't always good at delegating because you knew you could do everything yourself group projects were just never my jam like same 100% I just really am like definitely a little bossy so or I was so I really now you're just a boss (laughs) yes um (laughs) (laughs) but you know for for me I realized if you like when you're working with teams if you really encourage people and you empower them and you learn from each other, then you really start to work as a unit Mm -hmm. versus singular people. And I think singular people don't succeed. You need really good teams and you need people that are learning and being encouraged all the time. Like I'm only 31. I have a ton to learn. Yeah. It's like I'm learning in every moment of my life. So for me, it was really learning how to build teams that you trust that share a lot of the same creative visions that you can really work with and mm-hmm. delegate. Um, and I think that is just such a huge part of it, really learning to work with other people really well. And I feel like being in LA, I've developed such a great creative network here. Yeah. Um, 
and also in New York and Nashville where I'm from. So I just have all these incredible people around me that I want to utilize as much as possible. Totally. What about when you're in the transition period, though, and you're alone and you don't have a team yet? How do you save time throughout your day while staying sane in that busy part of the transition? Yeah. Prioritize aggressively. So, and it's, and it's really being honest with yourself within those priorities. So there's always going to be things that you want to do more, but things that you have to do more. So it's like going back to the <laughs> list, shout out to the list, shout out but to the list. like, it's really making those priorities and getting those done because I think it's hard to be honest with ourselves when it comes to priorities. So you just have to be really, really, really real. That's so true. And like learning to be real with yourself right. is also part of that growing process. <laughs> not the easiest. No, definitely not the easiest. What about when people do feel themselves slipping out of that productivity mode? What do you think is usually the culprit? I think it's normally fear. Mm. I think people are, I think, or I can say for myself, absolutely. Like, I think it's really easy to be fearful of things. And it's really easy to revert back to your old, you know, comfort mechanisms. Totally. Whether that is avoiding something, whether it's procrastinating, whether it's, you know, just fully avoiding that, I think you really have to go head on, especially when you're working with yourself, especially at the beginning. You have to just be so honest with yourself and figure out, you know, what, like, what are you fearful of? What were you afraid of or fearful of? I think I was always fearful of, you know, with, with the book, it was just, it was so heartfelt and it was so, you know, like my whole heart on paper. And, and in the past I had worked for you know, other brands and other companies and other people. And there, there is always a bit of this shield, but when you really have to be that honest and when it is, you know, your name and your team, it is just so different. So for me, it was really, you know, getting to the place with all these stories that I could be really vulnerable, that I could be really honest and that I believed it because when I didn't, I knew it was bullshit and I wouldn't, I would procrastinate on it. Yeah. So what what has been your motivation behind that? Yeah, well, we f first when I thought of the idea, it was I knew I wanted to do something for women of color. I knew I wanted to do a magazine. So like it's actually like a magazine coffee table book hybrid, I like to say. Um, but I thought, cool, it'll be like 100 pages. I'll get to talk about like a couple of my friends and they'll be amazing. Um but then it just kept growing and it kept growing and I found so many incredible women and I just kept wanting to tell their stories. Um, and those women motivate me to do everything. Like mm. I meet incredible women like you so often and now I have the Thanks. opportunity to. It's it's just like this amazing platform where I selfishly get to meet the most incredible women in the world. I was going to say, like, isn't it incredible when you get to put yourself in a position where you collect like really badass women? And I like say yeah. collect. I, one of my friends had used that term before and I was like, that's a little weird. And then I was like, wait, I love that. I want to collect all my little friends. It's so true. Someone, someone told me or I read a quote. I can't remember who, but I reference it a lot. But you really have to do the kind of work that you want. Totally. And, and I knew this is the kind of work that I wanted to do. And that and you want out there. Absolutely. Do you find that people are more productive when they have control over where they're working from? Or are they more productive when they're consistently in an office? And where do you fall on that scale? Mm -hmm. So I think most people think that 
you definitely are more productive when you're working from home, especially, you know, I always thought that, especially when I had a full-time job, I was like, of course I'll be more productive when I work at home. Yeah. Um, I thought the same thing. Yeah. For me, that actually is the case to a certain extent. So I can't work from home for like four days straight. I need to always have meetings, things to go to, shoots, all that good stuff. It is important, as important as it is for me to work from home, I still need to be out of the house a good amount. Yeah, absolutely. But, that's like the exact answer I would have given because that's the exact like experience that I've had. Yeah, and I think, you know, like- Even if it means going to a coffee shop. Right, exactly. And my boyfriend, for example, does not like working from home. He'll like go to his office on the weekend if he wants to work. He really needs that space to mm. be productive. So I think it re- you really do have to try it out for yourself and for a good amount of time to see if it works for you. But coffee shops are always a great- it's always a good middle ground. Coffee shops are just like such a great vibe. It's like mm-hmm. the smell of the coffee and the music. And then everybody has their like laptops out or their books out. And you just like feel like you're surrounded by people doing great things. It's just like the amount like this coffee cost me like 10 <laughs> bucks. And I'm just like 10 bucks is like the exact same it would cost to like go to a workspace, like a shared workspace. So I'm just like, ah. Yeah, when I was really broke, I found a coffee shop that did 50 cent coffees. No. Yeah, and I was just out here squatting. Um, <laughs> but but do you know what I also do at coffee shops is um, I have a really beautiful group of friends and we do like weekly, we try to do it weekly. Sometimes we miss a week, um, but we do office hours. So we'll all work together Perfect. for like two to three hours and we'll, you know, they do things that that I need help with and vice versa. Oh so my gosh, we'll I love like, that. Yeah, we just like throw ideas back and forth and that's a really fun thing too. I'm going to have to crash one of your office hours. Yes, please. Totally. Okay, we are going to have to leave you guys soon, but don't worry, Zerna's going to be back in our next episode. But for our listeners right now who are struggling with having the most productive day possible, what would you tell them to do as soon as they're done with listening to this? I think um, defining clear goals is really, really important. Um, And I did this executive coaching seminar last night. So um, shout out Janet Wood. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But what she really helped us with was, you know, the first time that she has to write down our goals, I wrote down things like better work, more money, things like that. But she said, you know, really use actionable items. So what does that look like? Does more what do you mean when you say more money? Does that mean I want to make 10K a month? Like just defining really, really clear goals. Right. Yes, please. (laughs) Um, But, you know, not using words like different, more, better, like really, really defining what your goals are, Mm -hmm. um, I think is really important. Um, And I also think it's, I think balance is very important. A lot of people don't talk about that, but I think figuring out a way to balance your work and your life, because I think that your life really fuels your work. Um, So like really finding a good balance there where you can draw from inspirations, where you can really find what it is in life that you love. So you can bring that back to your work. Um, And then the thing I had the most trouble with, which is delegating, Delegating. (laughs) which we were talking about, you know, I think it's, it's great to work with um, friends and people that you really love and that you appreciate their work and finding a community um, that really can help you and that hopefully you can delegate and work with. 
Totally. And I think that when it comes to delegating and finding that community, oftentimes when you're first starting out, it seems kind of lonely and it seems like, oh my gosh, there's no one who is going to share my vision or people are so negative and whatever, but just know the right people are out there. You just need to kind of put yourself out there to find those people. And Mm -hmm. then you end up with an amazing team like you have. Yes. Amazing. You end up collecting everybody. Collecting everybody. <laughs> That's like the theme of this, guys. Not productivity, yeah. just collecting Collect. amazing women. Yeah, and you'll be good. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was amazing. And we'll see you guys next episode. For more information on Zerna Surti, follow her on Instagram at Zerna. That's at Z-A-R-N-A. And at Tonal Journal. Her Twitter is also at Zerna Surti and at Tonal Journal. And her site is tonaljournal.com. And if you want to stay connected with me, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Noor, N-O-O-R, and Twitter at N-T-A-G-O-U-R-I. N-T-A-G-O-U-R-I. Can't wait to connect. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of In Progress, presented by Girlboss Radio in partnership with Toomey. Be sure to tune in to the next episode to hear more from the brightest minds out there, all bringing the real talk to navigating your life and career so you can really take flight. Because, yep, you already know, it's a work in progress. And be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the 10 episodes.